Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hour three, Tuesday. It is Tuesday, by the way. Lori and Julia on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. We're streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. You can also find us on the MyTalk app. And speaking of the MyTalk app, if you want to read up on everything, keeping up with the Kardashians' cancellations, you just go over to the MyTalk app, download it. We got all the news for you. If you don't want to miss a headline, we push it out to you so you don't have to miss anything. Very, very, very yes. nice. Very nice. And the Steve Fair stuff is closed now. Yes, it is. You mm-hmm. can no longer get a T-shirt. Right. If you did order a T-shirt, it will be coming out to you in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. So th- we wrapped up the fair yesterday, Lori. Yeah. Last night. Yes. At 10 I, o'clock. I heard, I, I heard, I, uh, I heard it went very well. It really was. People... The Labor Day shows were not as painful as past years. Right. <laughs> oh, God. Telling you it was nice to have a long weekend. That's right. We don't usually get a we long weekend on Labor off. Day weekend. No, that's kind of nice. I like it. Yeah. At least half of us have to yeah. work. Mm-hmm. You know? Betty. Okay, so um, Holly posted this trailer. I'm so glad that you did it because, I mean, it just looks so good. So it's it's basically a modern adaptation of the book Rebecca and uh, starring Army Army Ham. Well, it's basically the woman played by Lily James in this modern adaptation of this book. It's a gothic novel. Yes. She basically battles in the shadow of the first wife who died. Oh, okay. So okay. it's the second wife. So it's kind of this gothic mystery, but I mean, just first of all, Lily James in period pieces is and, perfect. And so is Army Hammer. And, perfect. Uh, so it's based on the 1938 novel by uh, Daphne du Maillet. Moyet? How do you say your last name? I never know. Her. Anyway, she gets. Let, wait, let, ask she, me. She gets <laughs> swept up with a very suave widower played by Army Hammer. As he would be. Yes. And um, he has charm. And, yes. And charisma. And he woos her very fast and he swoops her off her feet and, and brings he, her back home? to his English estate. And does he punish her? Well, she Does begins to unravel what happened to the first wife, Rebecca. Maybe she was poisoned. She was the love of his life, her mother-in-law tells her, played by Kristen Scott Thomas. Oh, I like this. I like this cast. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been like Alfred Hitchcock did the first adaptation yes. in 1940. Then there was another one. There have been other ones. But anyway, this looks really, really good. So Holly posted that. Take a look. And I'm Army- dying to know if anyone saw Tenet. Does anyone know anyone who went to Tenet? No. It's playing at the Highland Theater. Yeah, it made $20 million. They think it's going to do $500 million worldwide. Um, yeah, I'm just... No, no we I don't know from anyone anybody. who's okay. gone to the movie theater. Well, it's cold now. Yeah, maybe so, people will go. Yeah. But Army Hammer... It's 50 degrees. I love this. He, you know, he was spotted last week with Rumor Willis, and then he was spotted with... Um, um, Josh Lucas, Josh Lucas's ex-wife. Our favorite. Okay, uh, and um, player. Anyway, here's what his person told People Magazine. Okay. I love it. He and his ex 
had been together since he was 20 years old. So he's just going out and meeting people, but not dating anyone. So he's just going out and screwing yes. everybody and everything that of will course. let him. Yeah. Let him. You know, he's showing wild oats said to have showing been, his COVID yes. test that he's getting every two days. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but Which I you love can it. If you pay, you know that it's really something when the PR person makes a point of saying he was with his wife since he was 20 and he's only 34. He never sowed the oats. That's what's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is 100% what's happening. Anyway, the book looks, or this movie looks good, and it's the same people who did um, The Darkest Hour, the Winston Churchill movie that Gary Oldman won. Okay. And mm-hmm. also they did Atonement, you know, with oh. uh, Kiera Knightley. And that, that green dress. That green oh. dress, so good. And that okay. was based on a book. Okay, people. Mm-hmm. Can we just talk about Katie Holmes' new boyfriend? Are yes, we not- please. We posted uh, oh. photos of him, too. He's pretty cute. She, whoa! He's a restaurant tour's son, right? Yes. And he hangs. He's like a celebrity chef kind of thing. Yes, he's in, a in chef. New York. Yes, very cute. She looks smitten. They are so cute. Mm-hmm. She's sitting on his lap. They're making out outdoors at a restaurant. Their restaurant. He's from. He's. It's a celebrity stopping. These spot. photos broke on Friday, which yep. explains why Tom Cruise released his Mission Impossible um, feat. This trailer, little oh, thing of him it. flying off a bridge on a motorcycle and going off in a parachute, that that came out today. The bridge to nowhere. The bridge <laughs> to nowhere. So that's that's Tom's response. Got Show it. her what a superhuman man I am. Got it. Even though she's giddy in the last she just looks of giddy. a younger 30, man. Like way younger. 33 and she's 41. Love it. So it's perfect. Love it. She's not looking to get married. No. Yeah. Just looking to have some action and not hide. I mean, think of all those years she had to hide with Jamie Foxx. That was just like, uh, hide mm. here, hide there, hide everywhere. Not a good idea. No. Not a good idea. Um, okay, so Peter Travers has left Rolling Stone magazine wow. after being the chief movie critic there for 36 years. Where's he going? Home? Retiring? He's uh, he's going to ABC. He's, he's got a show called Popcorn with Peter Travers, like oh, a so TV a, reviewing show like at a ABC. Mo- oh, fun. When's it going to be on? Well, here's the thing, Julia, is that, okay, I guess Rolling Stone wanted to, you know, have somebody different, but Peter Travers is such, like his... When he gives a good review, they will use it in the advertising of the movie. Right. His imprint. Yes. So it meant a lot to movie makers to get that. And if he didn't like a movie, watch out. But uh, people are just saying Rolling Stone loses a lot of influence and importance now not having him. Um, So he's going to be doing reviews of movies and TV for the websites on ABC and GMA. The popcorn interview, I don't know when that is. You can look it up. But um, anyway, his contract was up, and they wanted, quote-unquote, new voices. Oh, so. Younger. There you go. That's what Mm -hmm. it means. Yep. Tell them to call Dancing with the Stars. (laughs) (laughs) They wanted the younger person, too. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. right. So, yeah, that's kind of a big deal that he's leaving, and Rolling Stone didn't even report it themselves. I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah. You know, he's been there 36 years. Wow. It'd be like when John Bream leaves the yeah. Star Tribune. I mean, he's just been there for so long. And right. such an influential. Anyway, so that he's leaving. 
Um, let's see. Oh, Angelina um, is letting us know everything. Uh, she's not mad about Brad bringing that lady to the Chateau Miraval and boinking the hell out of her for two days. She could care less. So this is how she clapped back at him. Okay. She let it be known because she was like, he was planting so many stories about her mood. They were coming from team Brad Pitt. She let it be known that she reached out through her kids to these two boys in London who are having a lemonade stand, raising money for kids in Yemen and gave them money and gave awareness to them. So she does not care about lady lookalike who's married and has a seven year old (laughs) and has an open marriage. Angelina doesn't have time for that. And she doesn't care. It's so embarrassing. Isn't it? It's almost like he it's, tried to say, oh, she's dragging so the divorce. Disappointing, she, Brad. I know it. It's just, almost like she's such an awful woman. She made Brad do it. Uh, he had to go to the chateau. Uh, anyway, so she doesn't care at all. And I love it that she hit up the lemonade stand virtually and is helping those little kids. They've really, these two boys, they didn't even know who she was. Well, she's and, a nice lady. Yeah, yeah the, their mom said that uh, she... Um, um, watch Tomb Raider with them, and that Maleficent is next on the list. Fun, yeah, okay, because they didn't have any idea any who, idea she, who was. she was. Yeah, okay. So, do you guys? Um, did you see that the computer picks Henry Cavell to play the next James Bond? They really? said, um, "Let's see." The casting decision was made by Artificial Intelligence, Ooh. assisted computer modeling program that compared actors' characteristics to those of the fic- fictional super spy. He topped the list with a 92.3% ranking. His competition is nipping at his heel. Charlie Hunnam? No. It's um, The Hobbit's Richard Armitage. Do you know who that is? He was in Bodyguard. He played the guy Bodyguard. Oh, him, mm-hmm. him, him. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Cavell's so much more handsome. Followed by Idris Elba at 90%. Mm-hmm. Um, Craig is going to appear, though. We know, of course, the new one, No Time to Die, is set in theaters um, November 20th. But look at how hot. There's a picture of him looking all James Bond like, yeah, yeah, with yeah. the haircut and the mm-hmm. suit. He looks, oh. he's he's dreamy. Think about him from the Man from Uncle, yeah. and then featuring Army Hammer and Henry Cavill yes. being hot spies. Yes, oh. that's true. And so you know, Henry Cavill got a resurgence because of the Witcher. Witcher, one hundred percent, because we judged him he on did. dating underage women when he was thirty-one. He had the eighteen-year-old girlfriend. Oh, yeah, we yeah, did. He just graduated, right. waited from high school. And Charlie Hunnam probably won't get it because they don't want to go with the blonde Bond again. Oh, oh Charlie, so we good. need to manage your career. I know it. Who would have thought out of Taylor the- Kitsch? Where's he? Charlie Hunnam and Taylor Kitsch. The two stars to come out of Friday Night Lights are uh, Michael B. Jordan and Jesse Plemons. Yeah. Really? We thought it would be Taylor, Taylor Kitsch. Kitsch. They oh. tried with him. They did. They tried with Taylor and Kitsch. And I can't remember, was Journey Spillett in Friday Night Lights, the TV show? She's so good as Letty Lewis. This Lovecraft country. Okay. Is it called Lovecraft Country or County? Con, con, uh, con, now, now, see, I can't remember. <laughs> it's Country. Country. It was epic last night. It was Raiders. It was like uh, I thought it was very Raiders of the Lost Ark with the story 
Did you see it on Sunday I didn't, night? I didn't watch it on Sunday oh, night. Oh, you didn't? Oh. No. She was in Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mm-hmm. thought. Oh, I recognize her uh-huh. totally. Yeah. And she's been a child actor for decades. Susan she's in Full House. Right? Okay. She's so good in this. She is just She was in dazzling. True Blood, Laura. You would have loved yeah. her in that. Yeah. She's dazzling in, in this. And it was really an epic they're like spending. They're spending some serious money. You cannot believe what happens when they find this underground tunnel. Would I like this show? Uh, I think so. You know, because it's more supernatural, right? You know, okay. there are some um, heavy it's moments, just really like good. some like scary gore, but it, it's not the whole show. It's yeah. part of the show. Yeah, All right. yeah. It's just I don't know. It's really good. It is fun. Time for the dirt, love. Yeah, it is. We got to go. We'll be right back. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. So much dirt to get to. Let's talk about Ellen DeGeneres and a member of her former household staff dishing the dirt to the Daily Mail about what it was like to work for Ellen DeGeneres, saying that she ran her household like a boot camp, was tormenting workers over misplaced salt shakers, and took pleasure in firings and laying traps for housekeepers to test them. Oh, tell us more. Oh, Ellen. Oh, a trap is so mean. That's just so mean. Well, let's hear what the trap was. Tell me more. Tell me more. All right. Go. All right. Ellen, according. So this is a former person of Ellen's household staff mm-hmm. talking to the Daily Mail. Now, that trap would be Ellen laying traps before she left for work leaving matchsticks in random spots to test if cleaners were dusting every square inch of her home. This person says one day the staff found eight of them all in weird places. The rest of the day became a race to find all the matchsticks before Ellen fired someone. Okay. Okay. I have such a... um, That? I have such a hard time with this. What, believing it? No, I believe believe it. it. But I just... How gross that is. Yeah. Well, the source says that Ellen took pleasure in firing people, saying that she was the worst person I'd ever met in my life. Whoa. That she treated you like you were nothing. Now, this former employee was fired after a couple of months, but was by then one of the longer serving staffers saying that they were relieved to not be working there anymore. So they were saying she'd turn and burn through uh, people working at her house. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Because they just wouldn't even meet the standards or they'd quit or they'd get fired. Ugh, we don't know the name of this person talking. Okay. Oh, boy. Just another, another you know, thing. I wonder if, if they got paid well at all. But what is the type of person? Okay, so I'm, you know, you, if you don't, if you don't like how your people clean, you fire them. But what type of person tries to catch people in their, who's got time 
to have that kind somebody of somebody that's paying somebody to do everything else for you. But that's who has. But time. okay. But I mean, if you have a cleaning person, you don't like how they're doing. You find someone else. You don't set traps. You either know they do a good job or they don't do a good job. Or you talk to them and say, hey, next time, can you get right. this spot, this spot, and I this just, spot? This Just the, the intent of laying a trap to catch someone doing wrong bothers me so much. It's just, that's that's is, evil behavior. Do you think having the coffee maker deep cleaned every day is too much to ask or fear the boss? That's just what it is. That one doesn't bug me because okay. if you have hard water like I have, you can, I you know. I have a feeling that Ellen doesn't have hard water. Well, but I mean, you don't know. <laughs> but I mean, that it, that one doesn't, What? who cares? Okay. That's just an extra step. She just wants really good coffee. That yeah. one doesn't bug me. But yeah, the okay. trapping. Yeah. The trapping if is bad. You can get you can have people clean something seventeen times a day if you're paying them. Yeah, you know, yeah. Nope. I want my my sink cleaned in the morning after I brush my teeth, and I want it done before I brush my teeth. You know, whatever. But yeah. just the trapping. Well, yeah. and apparently, according to this source talking to the Daily Mail, that one of the top security firms in Hollywood terminated their contract with Ellen because some of the criticisms that they received from Ellen was that she didn't like the way that they walked. The source saying, I'm not even kidding. She literally didn't like the way that they walked. Also, how they open and close doors. Oh, boy. Ugh. Ugh. Ellen says she's going to be talking about things when she returns to the Ellen DeGeneres show on the 21st. About, I bet she doesn't talk about this. I don't think mm-hmm. so. Let's talk about Julia's favorite power couple, Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they are not done, you guys. They want to own the New York Mets. Jennifer Lopez told the New York Pe- Post, it ain't over till it's over. We're New Yorkers, and we're not going to give up. We feel we have the best bid for the sport, the team, and the city. This despite the fact that somebody else is going to be buying the New York Mets. Okay, what's her reasoning on this one, though? Because Alex Rodriguez... No, but what is her reasoning why it isn't over? I mean, they've already been told. I mean, so what is... She's like wanting to be, I'm going to be the lead person on it. She's saying now I'm going to be a female minority owner when everyone knows it's him that's driving this. And you it's know, him that's keeping them from getting it. Getting but it. I mean, like mm-hmm. she's she's going back in again and saying, I want it, I want it, I want it. And would they she, give it to her? Well, no, I mean, the. I mean, I, I guess if they want to accept less money, I don't usually own the other guy the, that's buying it. That Steve, Steve Cohen, Cohen mm-hmm. is is wrapped up in a little something something um, right now with some of his money. So I don't know, but I just hate that. I mean, she really is doubling down again. She's going yes. to bat for Alex. She is. Oh, yeah. So the whole the, the contract isn't completely signed with Steve Cohen and the New York Mets. Apparently. They're, you know, going back and forth over tax things. So Jennifer, so it's not completely all said and done. So I think she's putting it out there. Jennifer Lopez being like, well, you know what? Until that is finally signed, we are still out here and we still want to buy the New York Mets. I mean, Alex won't let me drop this one. (laughs) Yeah, he wants that team so bad. He wants he thinks it'll save his name. Oh. Which is interesting because Alex Rodriguez has his hands in a lot of different pots. He does. You know, and the New York Mets, I, I mean, that has to be some kind of personal It is dream. a personal thing, I think. Yeah. And she just keeps having to support he, him. He knows he won't get into Cooperstown, so he right. just wants to rub elbows with the owners, even though he's the biggest cheater in baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. I'm going to call my friends in Seattle. Find my out. My Mariner what, friends and find, find out, out if the, they would ever let him 
and her bias. Ooh, mm-hmm. yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the intel on that tonight. Okay. Please, All right. please do that. All right, Danielle. While you write that note down for yourself, Julia, I want to let you know that Army Hammer allegedly has been seen out and about town with actress Jessica Sinson Hernandez. Or, excuse me, Her- her- yesterday. <laughs> no, yes, exactly. So Jessica was with Josh Lucas. Do you remember her? Oh, no. We remember him and we yeah. love him. Yeah. So Army and Jessica were seen sitting close and talking during a meal in Los Angeles. And then he was later seen walking arm in arm with Rumor Willis. So this was all in the same day. He, where he, remember, he's been with his wife since he was 20 and now he's just dating around. No, oh, he's just dating Why around. Why not? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a beautiful man. He is a beautiful he's man a beautiful and he's man. tall. Oh. And sure. Ming. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. tall. We talked to him right after he had his little drug bust at the Texas-Mexican um, border. border. Mm-hmm. Amy Schumer reveals that she is lying to see. She shared this on social media. She said, I have maybe had it for years. So she kind of joked about it, posting a picture of herself as a kid. She said, anyone get Lyme this summer? I got it, and I'm on deoxycycline. She said, I've maybe had it for years. Any advice? So she said, I, you know, she's just being open with this. And she says, I want to say that I feel good and I'm excited to get rid of it. So she is looking for people to share their own experiences with that. Why? She wants you to share your IFF experience, IVF experiences, <sighs> your entirely experiences, too much your miscarriage experiences. No. She has a lot of experiences she wants people to share. No, I'm Thank down you. on all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And finally, Lori, <laughs> I'm not sharing anything with no. anybody. And Nobody f- got time for that. Finally, no. in case you missed it, keeping up with the Kardashians ending. After 20 seasons, the final season airing early next year. It'll live on in reruns. It'll be fun to watch the beginning ones with all their original faces. Exactly. Well, we could have told them this, Julia, but uh, according... According to a recent survey of 2,000 Americans, 62% of Americans say, yes, indeedy, every day is Groundhog Day. Every day feels the same. I disagree. I think a Saturday feels different than a Tuesday. (laughs) I disagree. Well, that's because you come into an office That's true. That's true. Think about if you worked from home every day. Every day would feel like this. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, to make matters worse, a Groundhog Day is basically as relevant as it was in 1993, mm-hmm. that movie. And COVID exhaustion is uh, over half of people said um, that even though every day feels the same, it feels like time is flying by, even though it's time soup, and that they're constantly tired. Well, this is something you and I have noticed, and you just did it right before we came back, Mm -hmm. a big old yawn, Mm -hmm. and I thought about it about 20 minutes ago. Mm -hmm. For some reason, we... Yes. I felt more tired than I have ever felt doing this show. Exhausted. I've never felt tired doing this show No, I know. It's a weird thing. Holly, do you feel more tired? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Today's not helping either because it's cloudy Cloudy. and cold. And 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 it's just like, what happened in July? What are we doing? Nothing, (laughs) because every day is the same. And 60% of people say they feel kind of lethargic and drained of energy. And um, people are worried they'll never be able to focus like they used to before COVID-19. Although the one thing that is helping people 
is people have taken up hobbies. And the number one thing, at least in this particular survey, the number one new hobby that people have taken up is not more television watching, but Mm-mm. reading. Oh, I like that. Reading has gone up. As- but that's funny because you have to focus. I mean, so if you're having a hard time focusing, like I, when my ADD is in full swing on the weekend and non-medicated, it's hard for me to go in and, you know, get into the book. But I love that. Yeah, it's the number picked, one response. I feel like I've, you know. People are exercising more. Exercising doing more. Doing puzzles. People are watching documentaries. That's a big thing. And I noticed Dave Kargman yesterday on uh, Turner Classic Movies, they did a whole 24 hours of music documentaries. Oh, Yeah, wow. they did that all Labor Day weekend. It was yeah, really oh, was fun. it all Labor Day? Uh-huh. It was kind of fun. Yeah. That was well, kind of you know, good. T- I just want to interrupt for one quick second, because tonight on... Um, on A and E is um, a biography beyond MTV. I want my MTV. So it's all the old Annie Lennox, Billy Sting, Pat Benatar. A lot of people are going to be sitting down. If you people want to watch that tonight, that, that could be good. So anyway, but people are just yeah. A few people are learning a new language. Yeah. Good luck at that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So that was. Do you think is this the study of Doc? Like, yeah, I feel like yeah. we could have we could have predicted that. Yeah, but I that. do think because we're over Except six month mark now, yeah. and so you know you can only maintain certain levels on everything for so long, and it's just the uncertainty. And we, I don't think yes. we've ever gone this long in our lifetimes with this level of anxiety and uncertainty. Right. Everywhere. Right. So yeah. I think it does wear weigh on people, and that's got to make people tired. Bingo, that mm-hmm. is correct. So how, to, how do we survive? We how, live in the moment. Well, here, and do... Sit-ups. Random acts of <laughs> kindness. If you oh, do good, yeah. you'll feel good. That, well... That one, I know it's a duh, but, but it was it reported to be in the reminded. Journal of Psychological Bulletin that okay. reviewed over 201 independent studies on pro-social behavior and its effect on well-being. And after examining data on over 198,000 participants, there is a link between good deeds and good health. I read something very similar to that last week, and it's true. Yes, pro-social behavior, Mm -hmm. which is altruistic, cooperation, trusting, having compassion, it's all part of the shared culture, and if we all, like, what is the Paul Wellstone, when we all do better, we all do better? Yeah. Wasn't that mm-hmm. his thing? So, anyway, so uh, I, I thought this that this was interesting because they looked at so many different studies and combined everything right. to, uh, to get that. Because uh, very often in a study, like, on pro-social behaviors, they're looking at other things, so they were just extrapolating all the and the good acts can be it doesn't have to be to strangers it can be to your family it can be to your friends it can be to your colleagues but it really it's just the act of giving without accepting without taking remember that lady last winter that i drove home okay that was my favorite that was the best classic good act i don't know if holly knows that story i don't oh this is just classic so it's like uh it's like february and uh, maybe even january but it was like brutally cold right not nice weather and casey <laughs> had been you know he always does random acts of kindness he's so nice and and so i try and just let him rub off on me but i see this lady ho- pulling a cart 
Like she's going to Lunds, and that's how she's going to haul her grocery groceries in the snow, in the snow, and over the snowbank. So I stop and pull over, and I said, "You know, can I give you a ride to Lunds? Who are you? I don't know who you are." And I said, "Well, I'm not a murderer. I'm just offering you a ride <laughs> right. to Lunds. Yeah. I'm already annoyed that my good deed is going. Is so she's questioning it? Questioning. Why should I get in your car? Oh, then I had it's to. It's nine a.m. I had to collapse her shopping cart for her and help her into the car, <laughs> and then first? she said, "Can we go to Weight Watchers or Jenny Craig or <laughs> she something?" To weigh in first. Yeah, we had to go to Weight Watchers. <laughs> then we went to Lunds. <laughs> And, and then, you know, I, I was like, God, can I just ditch her? Am right. I stuck with her? I got her here. Right. Right. Do I need, am I obligated to and take her to, to a second location? Home. No, to take her home because oh. she had to take her to her second location. So, so that late, then she, you know, then I'm helping her pack her damn bags because Lunds was busy. <laughs> then, and then what happened? And then I lost my your wallet. wallet. Lori lost her wallet. But I didn't have my wallet. It was in my car. Yep. So we got everybody in the store panicked about that. And oh. then she wanted me to take her to a hair salon and oh. or a bank. Mm-hmm. Like from Highland Village this to is- Grand and Victoria, and I'm like, I don't have time. I can take you home, and I get her home, <laughs> and then I have to help her bring schlep her stuff in the thing. And then this she was- turns to me, she says, "Well, I'm going on a cruise, you know, in like two days," and didn't even like really thank me. And I was just like, "Oh." God. I mean, that random act of- <laughs> when you told us that story uh. that day, it was the it, it, you just wanted to give someone a ride to the corner. I, just- I, I'm giving you, I, I, you know, the next way. I can I give you a ride to the corner. <laughs> That's it. I mean, Lori, because oh, that was so funny when you came then, in that day. I have just limited it to monetary donations sure. and holding the door for people. Oh, of course. That's enough. That's that. No, but Lori, seriously. Oh. Yeah. No, that, she, I'm going to leave all really good acts of kindness to the really good people. Like <laughs> Casey, who knows what he's doing. Oh. And uh, like he stops and gives people rides and gives them gas. And I know. He's like Mr. Mr. Mm-hmm. Nice, but like my one time of practicing, was, that was so I get funny, a pain like... in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Okay, oh. here's a here's a here's a study we could have uh, told them. Okay, toxic masculinity can be damaging to a man's health and happiness. Oh, duh. I mean, duh. But they studied it, Julia. Okay, and I read the study. Okay, the so study, the bottom line is, give the, me. The the study was published in the journal that I quite enjoy. It only comes out biannually. Sex rolls, it's called. I can. I really will. This be, shocks me. Yeah, I know it. That it, it only comes. They don't have enough content to have that be a monthly yet. No, what it's the just heck? biannual okay. because uh-huh. these are real significant studies. Okay. Julia. this mm-hmm. is um, this is uh. uh 5,500 American men from the Wisconsin Longitudinal Study. Okay. Okay. It's one of the first studies to assume masculinity is a spectrum. Oh, interesting. And not a simple binary category. So men who subscribe to the tenets of toxic masculinity, imagine this, they become more secluded as they get older. Nobody likes what being around What are the main tenets? Them. Give us just the main characteristics so we can move on and take a break. Just, you know, uh, not wearing masks. Um, being that wasn't very in this stubborn. study. Oh, oh, get our, we but, but just being very stubborn, very not admitting to any feelings, not admitting to having these ideas that a real man doesn't cry, you know, okay. a real man can... Just the stereotypical, the stereotypical things, things okay, that you live don't in that like. in your life. Okay, yeah. got it. 
not going to be good for you. You're going to end up alone. All right. Check, check. Check, check. We Look at the time. Them that. All right. Mm-hmm. Listen, we'll be right back. We're trying to shake, shake it, it off. off 2020, shake it off, but it's hard. It's really shake hard. It off. Okay, shake so it off. Tom Hanks was uh, spotted. He's returned to Australia to resume filming the Elvis Presley biopic, which yes. got suspended in March when he and his wife came down with the Rona. So he's back in Queensland. So they're filming. Sandra Bullock was spotted in Vancouver. She is doing her second Netflix movie. Remember, she oh, did the Bird, Bird Box. Bird Box, right. <clears throat> I never was, watched that. Oh, that's good. I know. That's a good movie. But uh, it's an untitled movie for Netflix, but it's Viola Davis is in it. Vincent D'Onofrio. Nice. Am I saying that right? Yeah, Holly? you're yeah. saying it right Yeah. And then uh, John Bernthal, who um, uh, he's a hot actor who was on the first like season of walking dead. And then he's oh, been okay. in a lot of movies. Yeah. yeah. So there are her co-stars in it. And um, so she plays a woman struggling to be accepted by society after serving time in prison for a violent crime. So I'm assuming that her kids are with her and her boyfriend that she's been yes. dating for like five years or all least. Yeah. Quarantining with her in Vancouver. So there, there is uh, filming that's that's uh, happening, and Mickey Rourke landed in Athens to film a movie that he's doing. And um, you know what happened in um, London today? Hmm. The Rolling Stones store opened. Oh, remember we? I still can't believe they've yeah. never had one before. It, it's shocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you think of how cool that Prince store is at MSP Airport. Mm-hmm. I mean, think of a massive Rolling Stone store. Yeah, I think it's really cool. That opened today for the first time. Well, Casey and I went to New York. Maybe it must have been like three years ago, maybe four years ago, when they had um, the Rolling Stone exhibit of their apartment yes and all clothing where was it at again lori it i i can't remember what place it was at and then it moved to chicago it was like a roving exhibit but um the lads really had a classic um you know shared flat of 20 something or late teens where just dishes clothes bottles overflowing cigarettes um ashtrays and blah 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 but it was fun yeah, I remember you know, when you the went fashion to fashion and like this stuff. And I, I can't, they must have had stuff to sell. Oh, you I'm know, sure. I, I, yeah. I don't know what I bought. They always have merch. Okay, yeah. so now think of this. We're 2020, right? Mm-hmm. 31 years ago today, or the year is 1986. What, what historic event happened? That kept happening for a long time. In 1986? Mm-hmm. Oprah Winfrey broadcasted her first national TV show. Oh. That doesn't date you. I mean, I remember when all that happened. Don't you remember? Mm. I do. You probably... I don't know. I don't know when I started paying attention, attention to, to Oprah. Oprah. I oh. think maybe on my on a sick day or something. Mm-hmm. Probably is how I found her. I, right. You know... Julia, I was busy not working in 1986. (laughs) What were you doing in 1986? I might have been farting around, you know, being this and that. Yeah. Working in Florida as a trip director. Busy not working. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I never really got a real job until 1987. My real job, my real job was 1988. So yeah, we did fart around in the 80s. Well, I started around because I'd gone to high school and then I got into college and I wanted to take some time off. I didn't want to work because I didn't know what I was going to be. 
That was a lot. <laughs> it is still a it lot. It still is a lot. Yeah. You know you want to be an engineer or a scientist or something. Those are easy. Yeah. Those, one, those are easy jobs to figure out. College would be hard, but you know right. what I mean? You know. The only thing, though I will say, the blessings of graduating with a degree in the 80s or maybe even the 70s or early 90s, is that it meant so much more than it does now. Having a college degree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, just having a college degree in the 80s meant you could like get hired for ridiculous jobs that you weren't even qualified for. But the fact that you had a degree. <laughs> I mean, like me, my first when job. When Lori was hired I got to be a, I got a hired an office to, manager. Yes. An office manager. And Lori would pay, no sooner uh, do accounting. Oh, my gosh. I hadn't taken math since like 10th grade. Huh. It was just incredible. But I, And I got kicked out of college for math. Yeah. You One know, of them. So that is something that um, I feel for... You know, young people that, that you know... Unless have, you have a really good degree. Yes, unless it's something very specific. But mo- a lot of people just get, you know, a, a liberal arts degree, of, you know, communications, or you're doing something. It's not that specific. So you don't really know what you're going to do. Anyway, I recommend it, did just farting around. I think a lot of people still fart around. I think so, in the, too. In their own way, shape, or form. Because you're not yeah. really sure. Maybe you're going to save up money and you're going to travel. Well, and... If you graduate, you might be in your early 20s, yes. somewhere in that time. You're not ready to just go out there and just start working. At least I wasn't. And back then, they had things called Kelly Girls, so you could be a temp. I, and they you... loved hiring college degrees to be a Kelly Girl. Did you like doing that? I loved being a Kelly girl. I met so many guys, too. Oh, this is a show. <laughs> I mean, okay, really? Now, this is surprising. You know. No one. No, but it was kind of a, you know, I didn't like it if I had to go, like, you know, be a telemarketer. Oh, jeez. Those were jobs. Hi, this is Lori. I'm calling for the Minnesota Orchestra. Mm-hmm. Or the Twins. I did it for everybody. You I, did? I did. I was kind of good at it. Being a telemarketer? Selling subscription packages like three, six, or nine nights or a partial uh, subscription, you know, to Twins games, you know, to do this. many. I don't know. I was kind of good at it. I must have had a good soothing voice. Can I talk to you for a minute? Hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Did you do that? I, I thought I everybody sold water did. softener appointments. You got, okay. a free, you got a free gift if we could come to your house and test your water when I was in Arizona because water was an issue. Right. Um, and yeah, Love Island is on tonight. Are you and, excited? Oh my it's gosh, coming back because oh. it wasn't on last night, was it? Uh, yes, it was. Oh, so you okay? You and they have... sent home the fancy pants British girl, they Laura, did. and I was so sad. Why'd they send her home already? Uh, she was too busy smooching with everybody. I don't know, I don't know the intricacies of this show, but I love the guy who's the announcer, the snarky voiceover announcer. He's very good. I don't know, Julia. I'm just fascinated with this show right now. It's just a glimpse of the time and space that we are in. That's okay. Four nights, what, three, right. four I'm just nights gonna, of I want to go home yeah. and just watch tennis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I taped it all day. I don't want to know big one outcome. afternoon today, Julia. A big good afternoon. All Glad right. that both of you guys are going to be watching things that have a lot of balls. That's right. Listen. Julia's watching tennis. Balls. I'm watching Love Island. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thanks, Holly. Everyone have a good night. We'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar, 
or pie made with fresh, cosmic crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy Five or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.